Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live Radio special edition called Thursday evening. Worldwide international radio broadcast special edition. Thursday evening is now on the air. I'll be your for the special day called Thursday evening, and we're doing a series in part three, See Rare, the nobles of Yabdown, clean house, fix the blame, and solve the problem, part number three. All right, part three. I've uh, got a memo saying our elder will be a few minutes late in a speaking engagement, doing a little extra teaching. So he'll be a few minutes late. So um, what we're going to do is we'll see if we get something going on with the young Ryan that already on the broadcast ready to go. So that's how that's how we arose, no doubt about it. See if we find that young line and we'll get something going on on the special edition and when our elder get ready to come to the broadcast. We'll bring him in and he'll tell you all about the broadcast. Elder Mr. Chips Israel Roy. We're gonna bring him in a little bit later, but right now we're gonna find him online and see if he's ready. Let's check out a little bit on some just says Yahweh special edition called Thursday evening. So let's see if we find the young line and bring him in. And see if he's ready to inhale before he take off. Y'all lying, tribe of Yahweh Judah, brother Titus, Titus Israel, Israel, up and coming teacher out of Cam One, brother Titus, tribe of Yahweh Judah, 
Yahweh bless you there. Fear. Israel of Steve Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, there, young lion. Sound like you're up and ready to go. Do your part. That's what it's all about. See, one thing about it. We got to do our part, but never forget what is written. You know, I'm good for one piece of zero every now and then. In the 12th chapter of the book of Romans there, young lion, can you have to still make a point before we get to Luke 12, 12? What can we read out of the book called Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3? What's that say that young line come out? The book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of Yahweh, that you present your body a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of Yahweh. Verse 3, say though, the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as Yahweh has dealt to every man, the measure of the covenant. Mm-hmm. That's right. Never get the big head. And just say as Yahweh, do not get the big head. And just say as Yahweh, because that is your reading of service. And a big dignitary, he made a statement before we do Luke 12, 12. A big dignitary made a statement, and um, I want to hear what he said. He made a statement. I want to hear what the man saying again. The majority of our laws come directly from the scriptures, right directly from Deuteronomy. And the Bible comes from Judah. Not the northern tribe. Judah. We were supposed to preserve it. And they did. Not the northern tribe. Judah. We were supposed to preserve it. And they did. Ain't that something? They said, regardless of how many tribes it is, Big Dignitary says the bottom line, if you're going to get it right, it must come through Judah. That's why Judah has to know who you are. You got to know your responsibility, Judah. The world knows your responsibility, but the, the message is speaking out. Judah, you must know who you are and your responsibility and just as Yahweh. You want Yahweh to intervene, Judah? You got to know your responsibility, not guess at it. Know it. Luke chapter 12. First twelve, y'all line us get something going on. Take your time and look at that Luke twelve. The book of Luke. 
chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour what you ought to say. You know, I believe that young line, the righteous spirit will teach you what you have to say. And the big dignitary made it plainly that this word must come from Judah. So if that's the case, then he said not from the northern kingdom. So what do the northern kingdom got to do that we can read? And remember one thing, we is putting together the 12 tribes of Israel children's book. We put a book where the young children of the tribes of the 12 tribes of Israel to have a manuscript with them to comfort them. The book will comfort Once we lay out the spirit part of this book and all of those in the six anointed camp pacing apart, then we go on to take it to the editor. But we got to lay out some things that we need to know that must be up front in tribes of Israel, school children's book. So we just heard what the big dignitary say that young man. He said that um, Judah is the one that got to know what he's talking about. Well, matter of fact, what did Yahweh say in the book of Thomas, verse 3, young man? Take a look at what he said in Thomas, verse 3, after Yahweh told Thomas, don't be and do right. He told, he looked Thomas eyeball to eyeball, and he said something. And what he said in Thomas 3 there, young man, take, take your time and, and let's edify the national audience over 900,000 strong on the international side. Come on. All right, reading uh, the Gospels, uh, the book of Thomas, uh, verse 3, read. Yahweh the Son said, If those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven, the birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is within you and outside you. And when you know yourself, then you will be known. And you will know that you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, then you are in poverty. And you yourselves are the property. You said, he says, if you do not know yourself, if you do not know that the 12 tribes must be led by Judah. The big dignitary says everybody talks about Moses, and that's a great thing. But Moses made it plain himself in the 33rd chapter, verse 1 and 7. Moses made it plain exactly, though sometimes we just forget to just Connect it all in there, young line. What did Moses say that we can read in Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 and 7? What did he say that, young line? Come on. 
All right. The fifth book of Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1 and verse 7. Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 reads, And this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of Yahweh, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Verse 7 reads, And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, Hear Yahweh, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people, lest his hands be sufficient for him, and be you and help to him from his enemies. Uh-huh. So Moses made a profound statement that you know the blessing. You know, he, he endorsed Judah. He endorsed Judah. So Moses knew that Judah will eventually take the take the ham and run with it. Judah will. Because it was prophesied in the forty ninth chapter eight through ten. So Moses got a chance to look back at Genesis forty nine, eight through ten, saying, and what did he see in forty nine, eight through ten there, young line? Genesis forty nine. 8 down in verse 10. What did Moses see? I'll be reading the book of Genesis. Chapter 49. Uh, verse 8 through 10. Yes, sir. Genesis chapter 49. Verse 8 reads. Judah, you are he whom your brothers should pray. Your head should be in the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Verse 9. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey, my son. You are gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion, who surrounds him up. Verse 10. The sepulchre should not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. Until Yahweh the Son come, and unto him should the gathering of the people be. Uh-huh. So Judah must understand that his role is wherever the children of Israel let hold to go wherever they are and tell them, listen, whether you sitting on a throne or whatever, Judah is the one that's supposed to give the law. So all the information must be followed by Judah lead. That got to be understood. Judah got to lead. Judah must lead. So now if Judah got to lead, then what got to happen? Let's go to Sirach chapter 13. Yes, sir. Let's see what got to happen. If Judah got to lead their young man, we go on to Sirach 13, and we look at verse 13 down to verse 20. So since Judah got to lead, then let's see exactly what we got to do once you really know that you are Judah, what got to be done according to Sirach to see her. 13 down to verse 20, what it say? The book of Sirach, 
chapter 13, verse 13 to 20. Sirach chapter 13, verse 13 reads, Observe and take good heed when you walk in perilous of your overthrowing. When you hear these things, awake in your sleep. Verse 4, Love Yahweh all your life and call upon him for your salvation. Verse 5, Every beast loveth his life and every man loveth his neighbor. Verse 16, All flesh consorted according to the kind and a man will cleave to his life. Verse 17, Fellowship have the wolf with the lamb, so the sinner with the yaqwali. Verse 18, What agreement is there between the hyena and the dog? And what peace between the rich and the poor? Verse 19, As the wild ass is the lion's prey in the wilderness, so the rich eateth up the poor. Verse 20, as the proud hate humility, so doeth the rich abhor the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm back and look at that verse 13 because you um, left out something. You need to emphasize it real clear. Come back and read that 13, 13 again now. You got a line? Sirach chapter 13, verse 13. Read. Observe and take good heed, for you walketh in peril of your overthrowing. When you hear these things, awake in your sleep. He said, he says, when you hear these things, awake in thy sleep. He said, wake up, wake in your sleep. This way it should trouble you. To wake up once you start hearing these things. And the reason you got to wake up, what reason in verse 14? Surah chapter 13, verse 14. Love Yahweh all your life and call upon him for your salvation. Because your salvation is on the line. Because your salvation is on the line. And there it goes right there. That's why you got to wake up, wake up, wake up. Because you got to wake up out of your sleep. Because your salvation is on the line. And the other tribes would not get salvation until Judah wakes up. Now, it's a precept on there in 422 of St. John, young line. Salvation to Judah and salvation would not come to the other 11 tribes until Judah wakes up. Matter of fact, look at verse uh, 419 down to verse 22. Let's make a little shout meal out of it to kind of prove a point. Until Judah wakes up, you hold up the salvation for the tribes of Judah and, and you hold up the salvation for the 11 tribes because Judah is the lawgiver. So when we read the fourth chapter, pick up verse 19 down, verse 22, let's precept 
John chapter 4, verse 19 to 22. John chapter 4, verse 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a seer. Verse 20. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And ye say that Judah is the place where man ought to worship. Verse 21. Now, while the son said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye should neither in this mountain nor yet at Judah worship the Father. Verse 22. You worship. You worship, ye know not. What we know, what we worship, for salvation is of Judah. See, salvation comes from Judah. See, and that's what the big dictator was saying. Regardless about all the things that they show, salvation is to reign. It must come through the tribe of Judah. Judah got to understand his role. And the world will fall in line once Judah know his role. Because Judah got a companion. You see, Judah got a companion. Let's find out who, who Judah's companion is that we can read. Judah got a companion. So until Judah get right, the companion ain't going to get right until Judah get right. But Judah have a companion that he have to first but he got to first get himself prepared for the battle. So let's find out who is Judah's companion. He has a companion by name. And this got to be brought to the table that Judah have a companion. And we won't read what the, what the companion name is. He got a companion. What is Judah's companion in First Kings 12? Let's find out who is Judah's companion in verse 21. Who is Judah's companion in verse 21? Come on. We're going to, we're going to 1 Kings 12, 21. We're going to Judah's companion. 1 Kings Chapter 12, verse 21, will give us a name on Judah's companion. But Judah's companion cannot follow Judah until first Judah get in order. So what is the name of Judah's companion that we can read? Come on. We go out of the book of First Kings, chapter 12, verse 21 reads, When Rehoboam was come to Judah, he assembled all the family of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin. Hundred. So Israel is not uh, Judah is not going anywhere until he get in order. Then he have a then he got to go to his companion by name and tell. Benjamin, hey Benjamin, we in order now. So according to the Bible, you got to get in order now. So there it is right there. So there it is right there, 
and that has to be understood in right. Judah is the lawgiver, but Judah got a right-hand man. His right-hand man name is Benjamin, who he, his right-hand man is. So we got a lot of work to do, but it starts with Judah himself. Judah got to know what has Yahweh said to him. And once Judah got it, it automatically is going to trickle Benjamin to know one thing. Judah is back in order. So now if Judah back in order, we got no choice but to get in order. Because every battle we won, we won when Judah was up front. Well, that's what it is. I got to be talking about. I'm, I'm looking for me a precept on that. Get a one more, get one more precept on that. That it starts with Judah, but once Judah, it seems to be in order, automatically. Benjamin have no choice but to get in where he's been in it. But I can't find my precept, so I'll put that to the side because I can't find my precept. I'm looking for my precept there, young line. I'm looking for my precept that talks about what I'm saying. So if you can help those see out that we can just go straight there and read it, that Benjamin must see Judah in all. Then Benjamin have no choice but to get in all. Now, what can I read that at? Uh, precepts in, the precept in the Second Chronicle 15, verse 1 and 2. 1, 2, and 9. Let's look what it says in Second Chronicle chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 9. What does it say we can read in Second Chronicle 15, 1, 2, and 9? Going to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 15. Second Chronicles, chapter 15. Verse 1, 2, and verse 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1. And the spirit of Yahweh came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. Verse 2. And he went out to meet Azar and said unto him, Hear ye, hear ye me, Aza, and all Judah and Benjamin. Yahweh is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse 9. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon. For they fell to him out of Israel in the abundance when they saw that Yahweh, his Yahweh, was with him. Mm-hmm. So there goes Simeon. So Simeon have came in on the scene. So now you got 
You got Simeon uh, came on the scene. So now all Judah now consists of all Judah and basically Simeon. So there it is. So now you got Simeon, Judah, Benjamin, and Simeon. That's they talk about there. Judah, Benjamin, and Simeon. Now skip down to verse 12 through 15. And what and what did they do 12 through 15? Now we could read exactly, but we're going to learn something on the way to learn something. So that's why Judah have to know his role. And once he is all in order, then here comes Benjamin and here comes Simeon. So that's how it's going to happen. But it all starts when Judah understands his role. Get down to verse um, 12 through 15. And then let's see what Judah, Benjamin, and Simeon, what, what, did, what did they do that we can read? Come on. All right, we're reading 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12 to 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12 reads, And they entered the covenant to seek Yahweh of their fathers with all their mind and with all their soul. Verse 13, That whosoever will not seek Yahweh of Israel should be put to death, rather small or great, Rather man or one man. Verse 14. And they swear unto Yahweh with a loud voice, and with shouting, and with trumpets, and with cornets. Verse 15. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their minds, and sought him with their whole desire. And he was found of them. And Yahweh gave them rest. Round about. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Yahweh kicked in. Yahweh. So Yahweh kicked in, but I, but I'm trying to get all the tribes together. I want to get all the tribes together that that they must understand this thing. So I'm looking for one more tribe to get together with this information. Now, I'm going to find one more tribe that we can read, young line. We need to find one more tribe. Then we know these tribes will fall back in line. One, Judah is back in line. So, I'm looking for one more tribe there, young line. Then we got it all together, and then we can move on. So it's another tribe that we're supposed to read that they did. So let's go to Second Chronicles 11. We're going to Second Chronicles 11. And this is big information right here. I mean, this is yep, what Yahweh is saying, and he'll make it plain what got to happen. In Second Chronicles chapter 11, let's see what happened that we can read in verse 13 and 14. 
Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse 13 and 14. Let's see what we got. All right. Reading the book of Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse 13 and 14. Second Chronicles Wait, chapter 11. Hold on. Tribe of 
Benjamin. Of Benjamin. Benjamin. All right. So there it is there. So now, we got the tribe of Benjamin. So now, Judah, because Benjamin, once they, once is told to Benjamin, Benjamin, do you know your responsibility according to the Bible? Then we gonna make the eleventh chapter. The eleventh chapter, and see, and once we got this thing in order, then we able to expound on the teachings in order. And eleven thirty six. That's what I want. I want eleven thirty six. What it said we can read. In eleven thirty six, what does it say? First Kings. First Kings, chapter eleven, verse thirty six. First Kings, chapter eleven, verse thirty six reads, "And unto his son will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Judah, the city which I have chosen me to put my name there." So. Yahweh is in it. Yahweh is going to give Judah one tribe. Now, now we're going to find out what the one tribe name in 1221 is. What is the one tribe that Yahweh is in it? It ain't about Judah. It's about Yahweh. What hand, what tribe that brings this thing together up under Yahweh in 1221? All right, back to 1 Kings, chapter 12, verse 21. And when Rehoboam was come to Judah, he assembled all the family of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin. There is right there. There is right there. So now we clear there's a tribe that will be alike to Judah, and that tribe can be anybody until you preach up your Bible until you precept that two, twelve twenty one. So there but now. So now we clear if you want Yahweh to intervene. Now now this is some big stuff on the way to get some big stuff. So now if you want to bring Yahweh in, this will got to be told to Benji, the Benjamite. If you want Yahweh to come in so that means we have to do the promise, 32, verse 6 through 14. So now we got, so now we got this. Do the promise, 32, 6 down to verse 14. Let's see what it says that we can read. Do the promise, 32, 6 to 14, what it say? All right, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32. Verse 6 to 14. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 6 reads. Do you thus require Yahweh, O foolish people, and unwise? Is not he your father that had bought you? Have he not made you and established you? Verse 7. Remember the days of old, considering the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you. Your elders, 
and they will tell you. Verse 8. When the Most High Yahweh divided to the nation, their inheritance, he separates the sons of Adam. He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Verse 9. For Yahweh's portion is his people Israel, is the lot of his inheritance. Verse 10. He found them in a desert land, and in the waste howling wilderness, he led them about. He instructed them. He kept them as the apple of his eye. Verse 11. As an eagle stirred up her neck, fluttered over her young, spread it abroad her wings, take it there, bear it there on her wings. Verse 12. So Yahweh alone did lead him. And there was no strange Yahweh with him. Verse 13. He made him to ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Verse 14. But of kind, and milk of sheep, with fat of lambs, and rams of the breed, of bushan, and goats, with the fat of kidneys, of wheat, and did drink the pure blood of the grape. Mm-hmm. So now, that big cup now, so now, once all that is in that order, tell me, what happened when all that we just got to read is in order? What happened in Second Chronicles fifteen fifteen? Now then, let's see what happened in Second Chronicles fifteen fifteen. Are we going to Second Chronicles chapter fifteen, verse fifteen? Second Chronicles chapter fifteen, verse fifteen reads, "And all Judah rejoiced." At the oath, for they had sworn with all their mind, insulted with their whole desire, and he was found of them, and Yahweh gave them rest round the back. Ain't that something? So there it is right there. Look what we on file now on the way to find out something. So if we want to get rest round about, here go the order. Now, I, I need to know, I need to know in writing, the order, we see what got to happen. First is Benjamin. Then after Benjamin, come the 11th chapter. Let's go back to the 11th chapter and see who next. After Benjamin, then we got to go to the 11th chapter and find out what next. See, we got to, first of all, we got to get ourselves in order. Judah, you got to get in order. And after you're in order, automatically, Yahweh's going to kick in. He's going he gonna to draw what tribe to you, Benjamin. He's going he gonna, to, once you're in order, automatically, Benjamin going to draw to you because it is the will of Yahweh. 
10. Okay, good. All right, we got that out the way. Now, now we want to know who, who next. We want to know who next. That's what we're going to find out. That, that is pretty good. Pretty good information on the way. So we have to know all of this. When we're in the setting of the other nations, they have to know the rules and regulations too. So now we're in Second Chronicles chapter 11. That young lion. Yes, sir. Now we want to know who next. We're going to Second Chronicles 11, and we're going to find out who next. I don't got so excited now. I want to make sure I turn on Second Chronicles. We need people at it too. Because we want to be watching for this order because we read what a seer was told to do, to how to set it up. Second Chronicles, let me turn over and peep it. I'm going to peep that in my step. Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse number 2 again. Read 2 again. Let's see how, how does this work. All right. Second Chronicles, chapter 11, verse 2. Second Chronicles, chapter 11, verse 2 reads, But the word of Yahweh came to Shemaiah, the woman of Yah, I mean, the man of Yahweh, saying, verse 2. Good, 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 good. So the first thing got to happen, well, the word of Yahweh came to Shemaiah. The man of Yahweh. All right. So the first one I'm going to get the information is the man of Yahweh. He's going to release that angel down to the man of Yahweh. Okay, good. Because Yahweh watching all these things unfold. Okay, good. Now, what happened in verse number 10? So the man of Yahweh, he's on the move. Let's see what he says in verse 10. Second Chronicles chapter eleven verse ten. And Zoriah, I mean and Zorah, and Zorah, and Ijalon, and Hebron, which are in Judah, and in Benjamin, this city. Mm-hmm. So now we saw it saying uh, some Judah is is getting a rightful position. And then the right-hand man, the light, Benjamin, is starting to get a hold of this thing. All right, good. Verse 13. Verse 13 reads, And the priest... Tell you what, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Look at verse 12. I like 12, too. 12 through 14. All right, we're going to... All right, Second Chronicles chapter eleven, verse twelve to fourteen. Verse twelve reads, "And in every several city, he put shields and spears and made them exceeding strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side." Yeah. So everything falls in line when who together your line, according to verse twelve. So this is what you got to show the brother. Falls in line, what kind of way according to verse 12? When Judah and Benjamin 
when they together. No, no, not, no, I want, I want the verse. Oh, I want the verse. verse. See the verse. See the verse. Do all the talking. Oh, okay. And see, let me see to it. The verse will do all the talking. We ain't gotta put nothing to it. Uh, take the verse is very strong. Now, it's going to tell us exactly what we need to say when we're around anybody that's not of the tribe of Judah. They might be a tribe of Benjamin. And this, and this will work according to verse 12. One more again. How do we work according to verse 12? Come on. Second Chronicle chapter 11, verse 12. And in every Several cities. He put shields and spears and made them exceedingly strong, having Judah and Benjamin on this side. Having Judah and Benjamin on this side. So you see, those seals, those seals told them from Yahweh exactly how this thing will work. So the seal was, he was the one that had to muster the battle, and he had to bring Judah, mine, his mind right, and Benjamin on his side. So the seer had Judah and Benjamin to work with. So that's how we got to understand this is how it works again. The first thing the seer got to do, he got to get Judah in order and Benjamin on his side. There's right there. So that's the verse. It got to be discussed. When sometimes you ask, well, have you seen that Benjamite? So, no, I ain't seen that Benjamite. But then if you see the Benjamite, say, Benjamite, I got a scripture for you. There. Would you have time to read it? Yeah, yeah, I read it. I read it. I read it. Might even call you nephew or somebody. Okay. I'll play your role, if that's what you want to call me. I want you to read verse 2, 10, 12, and tell me what you get out of 2, 10, 12. And all of a sudden, if the spirit is right, it'll make the connection. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, but now you do know it. So now let's get down to verse number 16. But if you want them read it, now you know it. Verse 16. 2 Chronicles chapter 11. Verse 16 reads, And after them, out of all the tribes of Israel, such as set their minds to seek Yahweh of Israel, came to Judah to sacrifice to Yahweh of their fathers. Now look at that. What, what, what did it come to? Judah. That's right. The tribe of Judah. You so you see that? They right there. So they, they got their mind right. So they got their mind right. That's why we gotta get our mind right and understand the order of things. Now here they come. Get down to verse number twenty-three. All right, verse twenty-three. Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse 23. And he dealt wisely and dispersed of all his children throughout all the countries of Judah and Benjamin unto every city. And he gave them victuals 
in abundance, and he desires many wives. See, all, you, all we got to do is, is find out the order of things. And once you find out what the Bible says, you know, follow the lead according to verse 2. And don't try to kick the seal to the side because the word of Yahweh comes to the seal first. Oh, and once God. we understand the word of Yahweh, it comes to the seal first. So if you all right, then you both accept that and say, okay, well, that's just the rules and regulations. So now we're saying everybody got happy because the word of Yahweh came. So now let's see what he done picked up on now. So we done picked up on Judah. He got his mind right. The seer came and Judah got his mind right. Activate Benjamin to get in with Judah. So you got Judah and Benjamin together. So now we got Judah and Benjamin. So now they got mm-hmm. their mind right. They understand Yahweh hand is in this. Okay, good. Now we got that part out the way. So now we're going. Now we got Judah, Benjamin. Now we're going to the 15th chapter again because this information has to be. The first thing, right to that. Matter of fact, let's read that. Let's go to the book of Judges 5.11. Let's see what Judges 5.11 says that what we have to do. This in mind and 5.11. What does it say in 5.11? The book of Judges, chapter 5, verse 11 reads, they that are delivered from the noise of archers and the place of drawing water, yesterday rehearse the righteous acts of Yahweh. Okay. Even, even the righteous acts. Okay. Even the righteous acts toward the habitants of his villages in Israel. Then should the okay, people good. of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Then should the people of Yahweh go down to the gate. Yeah. Then, then you have Yahweh to intervene. Okay, good. Now, so now we are picked up. We got Judah with Benjamin by the hands of Yahweh. Then as time went on again, now we're going to the 15th chapter and find out something in 15, 1, 2, and 3. Go to one, two, three, four. We're gonna look at fifteen chapter again, but we're gonna put a little more, uh, put a little bit more with it, because once we recognize that we got to do this thing according to the Bible, and long we doing it according to our feelings, and, and not letting the Bible lead the way, we always gonna have that trouble. So in the 15th chapter, we're going to look at 1, 2, 3, 4. What it says we can read in 15, 1, 2, 3, 4. Take your time there, young lion. Remember, we're doing this in the audience, not for ourselves. Come on. All right. Second Chronicles, chapter 15, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. Second Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 1. Read. And the spirit of Yahweh came to Azariah, 
the son of Oded. Verse 2. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. Yahweh is with you while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse 3. Now for a long season, Israel had been without the true Yahweh and without a teacher, fear, and without law. Verse 4. But when they are in trouble, did turn to Yahweh of Israel and sought him. He was found of them. Mm-hmm. All that part. Now, look at, look at that good old stuff we just found out. See, for a long time, they didn't, they weren't in order. See, Yahweh don't care about, about how you're normal. Yahweh like order. Yahweh don't see order, he's not present. So if you don't see the order thing, and the see it don't remind you that Yahweh got order, I don't care how good it looks, I don't care how, how much you're beating the tamarind. If Yahweh don't see the order of things, he will not be present. So here's right here. He didn't see the order of things, so he was not present. And then it, but he said once they saw him, he was found. Now, he was found. So now they understood the order. Now that's good, young man. Now we're going to Hebrews chapter 7. Verse 13 and 14. So that's big stuff we have learned all the way. No, we got the rest of the names yet. I need all the names oh, yeah, that will be up under Judah. I need to have all the names in right. So now we're going to get all the names in right. But we can, but when we see these people, we know to call these people to the side first. So we need to know all their names in right. So we're going to skip down to verse number eight. And we're going to bring somebody in in verse eight. And you're going to do some tall talking. But we're going to get all the names that we have to work with. Verse eight. Second Chronicles chapter 15. Verse eight. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the seer, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the seeds which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of Yahweh that was before the porch of Yahweh. Yeah, hold on. Let me get in, let me get in on that. So, what the seer had Ran down to him. The king understood what he had to do. So the king started with the southern kingdom first. He made sure they was in order. Judah was the king, and he had a, a light with him called Benjamin. So Judah was lead, and Benjamin was following. So when Judah and Benjamin got their act together, then they went to the cities of Ephraim, 
That's called Samaria. They went over there because at this time, they all of one body. So Ephraim was down there, you know, trying to bust loose, and Yahweh sent them down there to straighten them up. Okay, good. So now we got Ephraim on the table. And what happened in verse number nine? Right in verse nine. And he got all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in the bondage when they saw that Yahweh, his Yahweh, was with him. Mm. So, so Judah had picked up some more tribes after they saw. They, but they had to see something. What they had to see, these other tribes, what did they have to see first, according to verse 9? Young line, what did other tribes have to see? All the other tribes got to see Judah. No, you got to see in the Bible. You got to look down in the Bible. Okay. Don't look. Don't look up in the sky. Look down what the words say in verse nine. They okay. had to saw. They saw what according to the last line. Okay. Stay in the Bible. Okay. All right. They saw. Okay. The last line. For they felt him out of Israel and the bondage when they saw that Yahweh, his Yahweh, was with him. Oh, so what did the other tribe have to see? That his Yahweh was with him. That's what I'm trying to say. So it starts with Judah getting in order. And that going to draw Benjamin. Then Manasseh, Ephraim, Manasseh, Simeon, after they see Judah and Benjamin in order, then they gonna automatically make their move. But this, but, but you know, but you know when is it? See, this right here. Now that's a big talk right there. Now let, let, let's let's give you an idea about when this gonna happen. Let's back up to Second Samuel seven. Now we gotta find out when this. So what he just said, what he just said was a big talk, yeah. But this talk right here is what? We're going to find out what kind of talk is this kind of talk we hear now. And we're going to find this in Second Samuel 7. We're going to find out when this kind of, that's a big talk we just heard. But this talk, what we hear in Young Lions, we got to read this in 2 Samuel, Samuel chapter 7, verse 21. I'll make a note of that one, 21. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 21. For your word's sake, and according to your own mind, has you done all these great things to make your servant know them. Okay, um, get back up to verse 19. Okay, all right, Second Samuel, chapter 7, verse 19. And this 
was yet a small thing in your sight. O Yahweh, which you have spoken also to your servants. House for a great while to come. And this, the matter of man, O Yahweh. Uh, read that again. Take your time and read that again. I want to bring, bring some out in that verse 19. All right, Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 19. And this was yet a small thing in your sight, O Yahweh, which you had spoken also of your servant house for a great while to come. He said, he said, he said, he said, this right here is for uh, how long? For how long now, y'all learn? For a great while Boy, to come. This is, a, this is a great while to come. So what we talking about now is getting these tribes together, dealing with prophecy of a great while to come. A, a great while to come. So, so we know right now the Bible has a double meaning, and we clear that we know we are we out of order. We took them for we out of order anyway ourselves. So this is talking about a great while to come to bringing back these tribes of Judah, start with ourselves, Benjamin, Simeon, and now I got to go. Hey, I'm, I'm looking for another name that was sent back home. Go back to the 11th chapter. 12 through 14. So now, Judah, Benjamin, and now I'm looking for another name. And let's see where I want to find that at. Well, I read it earlier. What did we read about these other tribes? Okay. We read it earlier, young line. Yes, sir. So I'm right now. I'm writing down this fast and you writing it down. This other tribe that I'm looking for. What where did we read the other tribe at? That uh, was sent back. Hmm. All right. Uh, what we read? Yes, sir. Okay, where? Second Chronicles chapter eleven, uh verse twelve to fourteen. Second Chronicles chapter eleven. 12 through 14. Okay, good. What did it say? All right, 2 Chronicles chapter 11, verse 12. And in every several city, he put shields and spears and made them exceedingly strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. Verse 13. And the priests and the Levites, then when all Israel resorted to him out of all their coasts, Verse 14, for the Levites left their suburbs and their possessions and came to Judah. And Judah, for Jeroboam and his sons had cast them off from executing the priest's office unto Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So now, so now, what all Judah, what, what all that have been picked up? Now, Let's let's name the tribes that get first 
got to get in order. And and what is their name, that young lion? What tribe, when we see them, we have to show them this book. In the 11th chapter, verse 12 through 14, and the key verse was, Levites left a suburb and came to Judah. That's what we want. So verse 14, we got the Levites. The Levites, they left. They left their suburbs. Mm -hmm. And and came to Judah. Yeah. So now so now we got the like they said in the blues brother, we got the band back together. So now that's when the band gonna be together. So all that's got to happen, then Yahweh gonna kick in. So now we now we see what got to happen. Levi's gotta come find Judah and that's what's called and, and the Levites is over there in West Africa, and they also in in uh, Haiti. That's all right. Haiti. That's right. So they got they got to find Judah. Mm-hmm. We found out they got to find Judah. Then what's the what other name that they got to find them? What Simeon at again? Where's old Simeon? And what we find Simeon at again? Simeon. Then, then Ephraim, Manasseh. What do we find Simeon, Ephraim, and Manasseh? At? What do we find at? Because I'm making a note of this. So this is a big topic here. Mm-hmm. I'm making a note of it. That that Simeon, Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. Where they at? That we just got to read. What can we go find? Them three names. What we just got to read, that young man. All right, back to Second Chronicles, uh, chapter fifteen. Second Chronicles, uh, chapter fifteen. Okay. Second Chronicles fifteen. And what we gonna find? These three three names. Yeah. I'm gonna look at Red Adam. But what are we going to find them at? Three names. These are three names, young lad. What are the three names we need? Okay. Reading at uh, Second Chronicles chapter 15. I'm re- looking at verse 9. I'm picking up at uh, verse verse 8. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, uh, verse 8. Read. And when Azar heard these words, and prophesied of Oded the seer. He took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin, not of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim, and renewed all the altars, and renewed the altars of Yahweh that was before the porch of Yahweh. Verse 9. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with him out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon for they fell to him out of Israel 
in the bonnet when they saw mm-hmm. and when they saw Yahweh when they saw that yeah. that Yahweh his Yahweh was with him. So who's the day and what the day got to see? Who's the day and what do the day got to see? Okay. Who's the day? Yeah. Okay, Alright. The day gotta see, okay. That is um I'm gonna read it, verse nine. I don't want I wanna make sure I read the name. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon. For they fell for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance. When they saw that Yahweh, his Yahweh, was with him. So, so who is Yahweh with? So who is Yahweh was with? with yeah, who, who is Yahweh? Who is Yahweh was with? Okay. Yeah. Um, verse 9. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin. So Yahweh is with who? Judah. All Judah and Benjamin. Then what other tribes have to see the uniting of Judah and Benjamin as one? Then what the other tribes? Okay. Let's see this. And the strangers with them out of Ephraim. And Manasseh, 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 and out of Simeon. And Simeon. So there is a there. So once Judah gets his act together, he going to draw Benjamin. Then Yahweh going to kick in. So Yahweh going to have Judah on the one, and Benjamin as the light to them, then Ephraim and Manasseh and Simeon going to buy in. So our focus is to get Judah back on their feet. To understand his role. And once Judah understand his role, he gonna draw Benjamin, and once Judah and Benjamin together, as according to Yahweh's doing, that gonna activate Simeon, cause Simeon was scattered among all the tribes. Simeon, Ephraim, and Manasseh. These called, cause they had to split, but you know the world will say. 13 tribes because of Ephraim and Manasseh. But no, these were considered the half tribes because they have to divide whatever they get among themselves. That's what they call the half tribe of Manasseh. The half tribe. Let's read read that. Because see, sometimes the world kicks in and they come up with like 13 states. 13 flags and all that stuff. But no, 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 no. No. We don't understand that you have the precept of your Bible 
they was not considered as they were considered as half tribes. Now we're going to read that in writing to show you that they was considered as they have they were two brothers. It didn't make no thirteen tribes, no. It was always twelve tribes in Israel. But uh, yeah, Manasseh became known as the half tribe. Even Manasseh was considered as the half tribe. So you two put two halves together and that's how you got a whole. So now and where you find that at is when you start People down at your Bible in the book of Joshua. And we want to read what it calls the half tribe of Benefit. And they was the half tribe of Benefit because, because they had Simeon, I mean, Ephraim, they had to split up things among themselves. And if you look at today, you got it right now as Cuba and Cuba and Cuba, same out Cuba and come back to me later. Cuba and come out Cuba and Mexico. Cuba and Mexico. That's Cuba, Mexico. They still on two two islands. And they split up what they call split up. They get to cut it in two pieces. Now, where can I find, I'm looking for to find them. Yes, sir. I'm looking for the half tribe of Benefit. And I know it's over in the book of Joshua. It's called the half tribe of Benefit. So, and the only half tribe is their brother. So, I'm looking for a guy. Put in time once we get that together. Mm-hmm. Once we find out where the half tribe is. Then we can uh, get on, we laying the foundation. So now we see what we got to look for. That's what we got to do. Mm. So now, I throw one on the table. I throw one on the table. I can make a note of it. No 14 tribes. It is the head time. Ephraim and Vanessa got to split. Now, let's read that. The head time, verse 7. Joshua chapter 18, verse number 7. We got about two or three more verses on, on to this. Two three more verses we'll find later. But we're not going to find in this lesson. I'm not going to just. I just want to make sure we hear him talk about 13 tribes. No. Read what it says in Joshua 18, verse number 26. 
All right, the book of Joshua, chapter 18, verse 7. But the Levites had no part among you, for the priesthood of Yahweh is their inheritance, and Gad, and Reuben, and half of the trap of Manasseh have received the half tribe Manasseh, the half tribe, and the half tribe Manasseh is not with Gad, is not with Reuben. The half tribe of Nephilim with his brother, Ethan. Now, in somewhere in the same verse, I need to hear that word again. So look and, and, and show me the verse where it talks about the half tribe again. I need, I need one more time about the half tribe of Nephilim. I need that verse one more time. The half tribe of Benjamin. Mm-hmm. I need to hear that one more time. The half mm-hmm. tribe of Benjamin. So mm-hmm. Ephraim and Benjamin, whatever, give it to them. So you read it in eighteen verse seven, right? Yes, sir. That was Joshua 18, verse 7. And go to the book of 21. Make it 22. 22. And look at verse number 9. Nine and ten. When you when you get to what we're looking for, nine, ten, and eleven, it should tell us something. Nine, ten, eleven, and thirteen. It it should tell us something. Nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, fifteen. Nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, and fifteen. You write it down. Nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, and fifteen. Yes, sir. Let's see what we get out of 10, 11, 13, and 15. What are we working with? The book of Joshua, chapter 22, verse 9, 10, 11, verse 13, and verse 15. Joshua, chapter 22, verse 9. Read, And the children of Reuben, and the children of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Return and departed. Good. Good. All I want, all I want, once you get to the half tribe of Vanessa, that's it. That's what we're looking for only. We're not looking for the serving line. Once you find the half tribe of Vanessa, move on. Verse 10. And when they came into the borders of Jordan, that are in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben, and the children of Gad, and the half trap of Manasseh. Yeah. All right, verse 11. And the children of Israel heard, say, Behold, the children of Reuben, and the children of Gad, and the half trap of Manasseh. Yeah. Verse 13. And the children of Israel 
sat unto the children of Reuben, and to the children of Gad, and to the half tribe of Manasseh. Verse 15. And they came unto the children of Reuben, and to the children of Gad, and to the half tribe of Manasseh. What verse is that? That was verse 15, 13, sir. 13 and 15? Yes, sir. Yeah, 13 and 15, huh? yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, back and read verse 7. Joshua, chapter 22, verse 7. You make it one, make it one and seven. Okay. One and seven. 22, one and seven. Joshua, chapter 22, Verse 1 and verse 7. Then Joshua called the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh. Verse 7. Now to the one half of the tribe of Manasseh. Mm -hmm. There it is. The half tribe. Uh, now you know I, I, I ain't through it. I, I need to I need to investigate a little bit of that. Because then already WCC had already let let us know that they're gonna block out all the other readers. That's how they feel for the nice broadcast. So they're gonna block they're gonna block the whole nation, the whole station up until they won't take the block off. That's how they're going to play it for the night, you know what I mean? So when you hear them say, well, I couldn't get in the room. Well, WCC said, hey, it's my radio station. So we want to lock them out, we lock them out. That's the end of that. So now that we got, we read verses uh, 22, verse 1 and 7, right? Yes, sir. All right. The half tribe. Oh, but no. I like that. I want to, I want to, I want to venture down that road a little bit. I'm just trying to make a note of it. I'm making notes there, young lad. See, I like, I'm a note taker. See, I don't, see, once you take notes on something, it'll stick with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to know. Why they call the half tribe of Nephilim? And all we ever find that out, I got to do some precepts. So now, they're interesting here. So one thing about we know, ain't no, it's no accident in the aqua. So now we got all that together, half tribe of Nephilim. And we got to find out the rules of all the half of this thing. And right. So now, now we're going to go back and do some, some investigating, young know, lad. We're going to investigate. We're going to investigate this storyline in the book of Genesis 48. Now we're going to do some investigating. Now, we got all this good stuff. The half size of the Nessa. They call Vanessa the half tribe. And we're going to find out why. So, 
I'm positive because I'm, I'm writing notes down, you know what I'm Because this is very interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, it just came back to me. But I want to investigate. So it is right here. Because we're seeing now that we're going to have to get, we have to get them in order. So we got to get them in Bible order. So we see how it got to work, how the tribes got to come together. But it starts with Judah. Judah got to be right. You got to get right first. Verse 9. 
verse 9. See, this is how we're going to get our joy. We got to bring Yahweh a peace. 19. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my Yahweh shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Yahweh the Son. Mm-hmm. Because of what reason again in verse 9? Read, read, read the verse 9. Verse 9. Those things which ye have both learnt and received and heard and seen in me, do, and Yahweh peace should be with you. That's what we want. So we, and Yahweh, our peace will be with us if we get it all. And that's Yahweh. what we're saying. That's what we're saying right now. We got to get in order to activate Levite. I mean, Benjamin first, Levite, Simeon, Ephraim, and the half tribe of Manasseh. So to get this thing running, now we see now the order that must be implemented. Now we're going to Genesis 48 now. Now we're going to Genesis 48 and find out what's going on. Yes, sir. What's going on that was talked about in prophecy by going to Genesis 48? We're going to learn something on the way of learning something. In the 38th chapter, 48, 48th 48 chapter, we're going to find out something. On the way of finding out something. It's figure 48, verse 1. I'm going to 48, verse 1, and let's do a little read. Let's read. Let's read them down to verse number 7. 48, 1 through 7. What does it say? Genesis. The book of Genesis, chapter 48, verse 1 through 7. Genesis, chapter 48. Verse 1 reads, And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Verse 2, And one told, one told Israel and said, Behold, my son Joseph cometh unto you. And Israel Strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. Verse 3. And Israel said to Joseph, Yahweh Almighty, appear unto me at love in the land of Canaan and bless me. Verse 4. And said unto me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and will make of you a multitude of people, and will give this land to your seed after you. For an everlasting possession. Verse 5. And now, your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto you in the land of Egypt, before I came unto you into Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they should be mine. Verse 6. And your issue 
which you begat after them, should be yours, and should be called after the name of their brethren and their heritage. Verse 7. And as for me, when I came into Padan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan. And the way when yet there was but a little way to come until Ephrath. And I buried her there. And the way of Ephrath, the same is Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We're not going to read all this. We're just going to um, get down to what Israel said pertaining these two boys, but this is a good story. I mean, you put on the notes when you're teaching it, 1 through 15, but we're just going to skip down to verse 12. All right, Genesis chapter 48, verse 12. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face toward the earth. Verse 13, and Joseph took them both, Ephraim, in his right hand, towards Israel, left hand, and Manasseh, in his left hand, towards Israel, right hand, and brought them near unto him. Really? Oh, yeah, verse 14, verse 14. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hand wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Verse 15. Uh-huh. And he blessed Joseph and said, Yahweh, before whom your father Abraham and Isaac did walk, Yahweh, which fed me all my life long until this day. Well, you might keep on reading, stay on down, because we might as tell this story. But keep reading, stay on down, because he's going to make, make some statements that we need to hear for the national audience to hear this. Keep reading. Verse 16. The angel which redeemed me from all evil and let my name be named on them at the name of my father, Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So now, so now we now we see now how Ephraim and Manasseh, they the one that led, and they were called by the name of Israel because this is where they got their name from. Uh, they got their name so what can be called on Ephraim and Manasseh is Israel. And they're going to become later on as the head of the ten tribes of Israel. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Verse 17. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it, de- it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head until Manasseh's head. Verse 18. And Joseph said unto his father, not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put your right hand upon his head. Okay, good. Watch this. 
19. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also should become a people, and he also should be great. But truly, his younger brother should be greater than he. And his seed should become a multitude of nations. Verse 20. And he, verse 20. And he blessed them that day, saying, And you should Israel bless, saying, Yahweh make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. You see that? So there it is. So that's how from Manasseh, Joseph's kids, so Ephraim, which was the younger, was going, and, and, and if we look today, Ephraim is today, it's called the Puerto Rican. And Manessa is the Mexican. And it's more Puerto Rican than Mexican. <laughs> it's more Puerto Rican than Mexican. And they on the aisle right now called um, Puerto Rico and Cuba. And Puerto Rico if I'm saying it right there, young lion, if I'm saying it right up. The Manessa is uh, known as the Cuban. Oh, Manessa. Yeah, Manessa is the Cuban, and Ephraim is the Puerto Rican. If I'm saying it right, young lion. Aluyakwa. All right. So now, and we know that the Puerto Rican outnumber the Mexican, the younger son, has a greater, you know, birthright. I mean, birthright, yeah, birthright. They make more babies than Manasseh do. But both of them is big. So when you read in Genesis about the prophecy of Joseph, I think we got time. Let's read the prophecy of Joseph. Let's read the prophecy of Joseph. Let's run back to we're going to get the prophecy of Joseph. We're going to the 49th chapter and read about the prophecy of Joseph there on your line. Where it talks about the prophecy of Joseph, 49th chapter. Just look down and pick it up around and call your birth out. Call your birth out. About Joseph. Okay. All right. The prophecy of Joseph. Okay. Genesis. Okay. We have Genesis 49 chapter. 49. Just keep running down until you come up with Joseph. Right now, I'm not, I'm, I'm right. I'm making a note of something that's over in Genesis 49. Just look. Just look. We're in 49 right here. Yeah, we're in 49 here. Just look down until you find the name Joseph and let's find out. What was told about Joseph? What was told about Joseph? Okay, um, I'm looking at uh, verse 22. We can see the uh, pick up at Joseph. Okay. Look, okay, verse 22. Okay, I see a verse 22. Okay, Joseph. Okay, Book of Genesis, chapter 49, uh, verse 22. Reads, Joseph 
It's a fruitful bro, even a fruitful bro by a well whose oh. branches trying to see his yeah. Okay. Whose branches run over the wall. Okay, verse twenty three. The archers have surely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. Well, now, what, what he mean by his branches to run the wall, they're going to be very fruitful, a fruitful bow. They're going to make many babies. Mm-hmm. But, but a lot of them going to go and start mixing in with everybody. I mean, they're going to just jump in and, just, and, and be all over the place. That's what he's saying about Joseph's descendants, that's Ephraim and Vanessa. And then you got to do the research on which one of these that was all over the place and birth, and they just love to be with other other folks. I mean, but that's all, I'm not gonna get off in that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there alone for another time. But they're gonna be a fruitful bowl. That means they're gonna they're gonna be very easy to make come up pregnant, mm-hmm. and they're gonna come up pregnant big time when they were taken to Portugal and Spain. They came up pregnant by the sinners of Esau, big time. Mm-hmm. That's, why you, that's why you got a lot of them where the blood showed through their skin mm-hmm. because they were pregnant by Esau. Right. They didn't look like what they look now. That's right. That's because going back to Portugal and Spain, that's when they gained that look because all the children of Israel, before they went to Portugal and Spain, went to Spain, they looked like Amos 9 7. All of them looked like Amos 9 7. Let's read what they all looked like before they went, before they went, what they looked like. All 12 tribes look just like this, according to 9, verse 7. The book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 7, reads, Are you not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel? Now, that word Ethiopia is a word that most people misconstrue, but that Ethiopian go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2. Young line. That word go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 before it was anybody born out of the descendants of Ham. Because see, most of the mm-hmm. teachers teach Ethiopia means cut. Well, not not really. That's not the number one out. Ethiopia is talking about this is two thirteen. What it said two thirteen, and now it was it wasn't no Ham, Sham, Ham, or just that or Noah. They weren't even born to produce. You just always put the word Ethiopia is a, it means cush. 
the sons of Ham. No, it do not. In Genesis 2.13, what does it say? All right, the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 13 reads, And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. Now, see that? It, now, it compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. Now, look up and tell me what the word Ethiopia means on that piece of telephone, that one I say. Now, yes. tell me what Ethiopia means. See, Ethiopia, you just can't just always say it means could. No. The word Ethiopia is on the table before Noah was born that produced Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They're not even born. The word Ethiopia means what? When you look up on your phone, what did the word Ethiopia mean? Bring it. What did the word Ethiopia mean? According to cs.mcgill.ca, the English name Ethiopia is thought to be derived from the Greek word Ethiopia, Ethiopia, from Ethiops, Ethiops, and Ethiopian, derived from Greek terms meaning a burnt visage. All it means, a black thing. That's all it means, a black thing. Visit means faith. See, the word That's right. Greek means atheos, only talk about black faith. So now we know we're back here in Genesis 2 and 2.13, the land of the black face. So, they, so now you know what color Adam and Eve were, black. Yeah. So that's how you let a word, as long as you parakeet a word, you just be parakeeting a word so that they could. No, no, no. It's talking about the land of the black. That's all it means, the land of the land of the black. Now go to Genesis 2 verse 7 and see exactly who you're talking about is black. See, the book. What, you left that um, bump the gong, and we'll watch the best of make statements. And they'll tell you that the word Ethiopia means cush. No. The word Ethiopia was a word that was around before cush was born, before his father was born. Mm-hmm. All the way back in the garden, and it means the land of the black. And now, now who who had the land at this time? We get ready to read two verse seven. Who had the land? The book of Genesis, chapter two, verse seven. Verse seven reads, "And Yahweh formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed it into his nostrils, the breath of life." And man became a living soul. So the man is out. So this man is out. Yeah. So this man was created from dark soil. So I let you know it was the land of the black. And that's what Adam was created for. And then he, then he, and then let's go back to Genesis. And let's see what he told this man, this black man. That was made from the mud, from the land that encompassed the whole land of the black. Now, what did he tell this man in verse number 15? Now, he didn't talk to this man. 
15, let's, let's, let's build a case upon him talking to this man. Remember one thing, until we in order, that's why it's not going to intervene. So now we know the word Ethiopia means the land of the black. And we find out the, the land of the black is a man. And we're going to talk about it in verse 15. Here in verse 15, let's talk about it. Go ahead. The book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15 reads, And Yahweh took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, hold that point. So the Garden of Eden was where? In the land of the blacks. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> so what was, was Adam and Eve, what was the Garden of Eden at? In the land of the blacks. Because that's what, that's what it means. See, that's how you find out something on the way of find out something. The word Ethiopia means the land of the black. Because the word is a Greek word called Ethiopia means burnt, means burnt face. The land of the black. And, and, and now we find out about is a man that's placed in the land of the black. And it's a man that he get ready to instruct this man. So what did he tell this man in the land of the black? He get ready to talk to this man. What did he say to this man? Go ahead. All right, uh, verse 16. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. And Yahweh commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge, of good and evil. You should not eat of it. For in the day that you eat it thereof, you shall surely die. Verse 18. And Yahweh said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Verse 19. And out of the ground, Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name there was. Read that verse again. Verse 19. Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. And out of the ground, Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Right. Break that down. What's going on there? Now, we know this is a black man. We clear this is a black man. Now, he's giving this black man order. We ain't got no name on this. Do we got, we got a name on this, on this black man yet? No, we ain't got no name, no name until he is he called by his name yet? Uh, no, he ain't called by. I'm talking about. No, no, we ain't got no name on this on this black man yet. But this black man ain't got no name. Or do we have a name? Let me let me check and see. This we all we know now. This is a black man that's getting instructions from Yahweh. So I don't see no name yet. Let's see. 
and verse 13. No, he's taking a man in verse 15. Man ain't got no name yet. All we know, identify this man as a black man. So now, read verse, um, so he said he took the man, okay? Place him in the guard. Now he's giving this man instructions. Read verse 16 again. Let them break this down. We got, we got, Plenty of time. Let's break this man down, but it ain't no accident. Let's break this man down in verse 16. What about this man? Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. And Yahweh commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the Yes. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You should not eat of it. Or in the day that you eat it thereof, you should surely die. Okay. Okay. So, so far, all we know about this man is what, according to verse 13? He's a what? Verse 13? According to verse yeah, 13? I, I mean, well, hold on. Hold on, young lion. I'm asking you a question. All we know about this man, according to verse 13, is, is what? What do we know about this man? Okay, according to verse 13. Well, listen, I'm, I'm asking a question, young man. You're oh, not being fair to read a book. I won't talk. That's the okay. question. What, what right. do we find out about this man? This man, according to verse 13, this is a black man he's talking to. Black man, yeah, black man. man Ethiopia, and we find out the word Ethiopia means a business was made based. He's talking to a black man. So he's black talking man. to a black man. He took his black man and put it in the Garden of Eden and told his black man to dress it and keep it. Because we find out, because we know now we go on our phone and find out what the word Ethiopia means. It means a face, a black face. So the man of Ethiopia means the, the place of the black face people. So this, this is a person right now, one man. This man ain't got a name on it, on him yet, because Yahweh ain't gave him no name yet. Well, let's see what happened next in 16. Read 16 again. Judges chapter 2, verse 16. And Yahweh commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. Uh-huh. Okay, 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat of it. For in the day that you eat it thereof, you should surely die. Okay, you're talking to the black man. 18. 18. And Yahweh said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. So this black man got water hand in it, and he gonna make he gonna make him a what now? What is this black man gonna receive from Yahweh? According to the last line, eighteen. I will make him a help meet for him. Okay, this black man gonna get a help meet. Let's see what happens next in nineteen. Verse nineteen, 
And out of the ground, Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Oh, so now we got a name on this black man. What this black man's name is? Adam. Oh, this black man's name is Adam. And now he was told something in verse 19. What, what was he told in verse 19 that we can just look at? This is the head of Yahweh. Whoa. Well, what was he told in verse 19 by Yahweh to this black man out? What was told to him in verse 19? He gave him rulership to do what? He gave him rulership to, to make the call. You mm -hmm. get the first word and the last word. He said he brought every beast, brought them to him, Adam, Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. So he gave the power to Adam to get the first word and the last word. So it should be no talking when Adam talked and his conclusion, that's the end of it. According to verse 19, Adam gets the first word and the last word. And just by the hand of Yahweh. Is that what we read in verse 19? Hallelujah. And when he made, it should not a man be alone. He made Adam the black man of water, according to verse 18. I will make him a help meet for him. Uh, help me for him. That's it. That is the role of the creation. Woman to man is a help me. That man's supposed to get the first word and the last word. It's no in between. Now you upon the will of Yahweh. Here it is right here. So sometimes yeah, this black man, this black man that was that Encompass the whole land of Ethiopia, the black faced man was given rulership of a planet. The Garden of Eden and to dress it and to keep it. And whatsoever come in your garden, you is to name it, and whatever you whatever you say, that's the end of it. If that, if that's the power Yahweh gave his black man, Adam, young lion. Hallelujah. That's the power he gave his man. Now, I got a, I got a precept there to 3917 of the book of Job. 39, he nailed there a precept there to 3917 of the book of Job. Now, we can precept that. Now, we don't. We're going to find out something on the way of find out something. Let's precept that to Job 39, 17, and what it say? Go out to the book of Job, chapter 39, verse 17. Because Yahweh had derived 
her of wisdom. Neither has pride. Hold on. The pride. It's like he has taken something. The pride. Like like you got something in your hand to give somebody. You deprive them of it. You won't let them have it. So Yahweh has deprived. He has held back something. Take your time and read it. One more time. Yes, sir. Job, chapter 39, verse 17. Because Yahweh have deprived her of wisdom, neither have he imparted to her understanding. You see that? See, Yahweh withheld back the wisdom and understanding to the woman. She must get her wisdom and understanding from the black man, Adam. And Adam had offspring called the tribe of Judah today. He has to tribe the woman of will and knowledge. He did it. Read again in verse 39 17. So one man must go to the black man. Adam to get wisdom and understanding because Ishakar's voice said he have deprived her of what again? Take your time to read. Yes, sir. 39, 17. Book of Job, chapter 39, verse 17. Because Yahweh hath deprived her of wisdom. Neither have be imparted to her understanding. And sometimes you wonder why they don't understand right away. Then you got to understand that the Bible is right. You're not going to understand until I straighten it out. Because Yahweh have deprived the woman. Because once the woman get out of her position, not being the help meet, Yahweh takes away the understanding. You might have a lot of worldly understanding. But you're not you're not gonna have it biblically because Yahweh deprived you from it. Because once you get out of the position of knowing that in two eighteen I have made him a help, me for him. Once you get out of that position with the man, Yahweh kicks in and deprives you of wisdom and understanding. Once you get out of the foundation. Now give me 11 verse 3 of Psalms. What it says in 11 verse 3 of Psalms? Yes, sir. I'm going to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 11. The book of Psalms chapter 11. Verse 3. Read. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Okay. So now... What is the foundation coming back to verse 15 to 19? Let's read the foundation. If so, otherwise, if we don't discuss the foundation, I don't care how right it is or how much love is all over the place. If the foundation is out of order, what can the righteous do? Let's find what the foundation is by going back to Genesis chapter 2, 10 down to 19. Let's see what it says. Go ahead. The book of Genesis, chapter 2, 
verse 15 and 19. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 reads, And Yahweh took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Verse 16, And Yahweh commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may as freely eat. Verse 17, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eatest thereof, you shall surely die. Verse 18, And Yahweh said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Verse 19, And out of the ground, Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Read mm-hmm. verse 20 and 23. Right, verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. 23. 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So how did one how come? How did one get on, get on the planet Earth? Out of the man. You mean that Bible children? The Bible telling us, well, if, if the foundation be destroyed, and that's why we need the school to teach this, because one thing about it, this is the foundation. If your foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We got to teach the foundation. If you want Yahweh to intervene, because you can take all the steps you want, like the ten tribes of Israel. They have, done, they have jumped all out there in Europe. They have jumped out there in every place. But according to the book of Jubilee, you're up on the curse. So whatever you're doing going to come to nothing because you got to come back to your land when you, when you be thinking things, and you got to come back. And same thing we got to do. We got to look at Yahweh's rules and regulations, and we got to apply Yahweh's rules and regulations to get back in the ball game. The rules and regulations we got to we got to notice when we stand among the young couples to be we got to show them the rules and regulations out of the children's book. This is the order thing. That's why we got to get the Yahweh boys to understand how to be a Yahweh man, Yahweh girl to know how to be a Yahweh woman. See, so they are right there. So now we'll find out something on the way up. We'll find out something. We'll find out this is a black man he was talking to. He was talking to a black man. And we and now go back on your phone again and read the word called Ethiopia one more time. And we read in verse 13, and the word visit means faith. Let's see what it says. When you look up the definition on that piece of telephone that one I saved about Ethiopia. Go ahead. What do the word Ethiopia mean? According to C. 
ethiopia.ca. The English name Ethiopia is thought to be derived from the Greek word Ethiopia, Ethiopia, from Ethiops, Ethiops, and Ethiopian, derived from Greek terms meaning a burnt visage. A burnt face. So Adam had, what, what kind of face Adam had there, young lion? Uh, black face. A burnt face. Perfect. Black birthday. How we know that? Go back. Go back and look at. Go back to Genesis chapter one. Oh, you read two seven. I want to read uh one. I want to read something else. And before you read, is something is something one I want to read. Nah. Well. Yes. Okay, 2-7 again. 2 verse 7. Book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 reads, And Yahweh formed man out of the dust of the ground, and breathed it into his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay. Now, you're lying. He made him out of dust of the ground. Okay. Let's go, let's go grab the book of Adam and Eve. Let's, let's, uh, let's tie this in for the national audience. Let's tie this in. He made out of dust of the ground because we, um, what kind of dust of the ground? Let's, let's uh, find out what kind of dust of the ground was he made out of. I think it's around page 64. I think let's see if we find out what kind of dust of the ground that he was made out of. We're going to see if we find out something on the way to find out something. I need to find out what kind of dust he was made out of that young man. But I want to read it. I want to read what kind of dust was he made out of that we can read. So I'm looking for it in the book of first book of Adam and Eve. Okay, first book. I'm looking for page sixty seven. Okay. Yeah, young line. We're going to page forty six. Okay. We'll make a note of this. On page he was made in two verse seven from the dust of the ground, right? So now we yes, want to Little precepting, first book of Adam and Eve. And look what it says in verse 7 and 8. On page 46, chapter 66, verse 7 and 8. Uh, uh, 66, yeah, verse 7 and 8. Okay, chapter 66. Verse 7 and verse 8, page 46. First book, Adam and Eve, chapter 66, verse 7 and verse 8. When the word of Yahweh came and said unto him, Oh, Adam. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Then, take your time. You ain't what's the hurry, young line. We're trying to edify. Then, the word of Yahweh came and said unto him. Then, what? Okay. All right. First book, Adam and Eve, chapter 66, verse 7, read. 
Then the word of Yahweh came and said unto him, O Adam, go down to the westward of the cave, as far as a land of dark soil, and there you shall find food. What kind of soil? Dark soil. What kind of soil? Dark soil. Go down to dark soil. All right. Verse 8. Verse 8. And Adam hearkened unto the word of Yahweh, took Eve, and went down to the land, to a land of dark soil. Oh, so the soil, what color was the, what, 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 what color was the soil? Dark soil. All right. 67 verse 1. 67 verse 1. But when Adam and Eve went down to the land of dark mud and came near to the wheat, Yahweh has showed them. Wait a minute. All I, all I want is what's going on here. So in 6 and 7, that dark soil, uh, when it got down there, that dark soil, when I'm, I think it says in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 2, number, let's come back to Genesis 2 and hold your point there. Let's find out what's going on. And two verse six, Genesis two, verse not pick up verse five. All right, the book of Genesis, chapter two, verse five. Read, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. Yahweh had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Verse 6, and there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7, uh-huh. and Yahweh for a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay, and, and Yahweh for a man out of dust of the ground. Okay, before that, and it went up a mist, that's that moist, to water the whole, the whole face of the ground, okay? Now, and that water became, that water became what in 6, 7, verse 1? When he put that water, mist went up, watered the face of the earth, and, it, and all that water became what? According to 6, 7, verse 1? First book, Adam and Eve, chapter 67, verse 1. But when Adam and Eve went down to the land of black mud. A black mud. A black mud. So that mist, when you put, you go outside and you take that dust and put it all together and put water in it, it's going to be looking like what again there? Um, according to 67? Okay. But when Adam and Eve went down to the land of black mud. So so there you go. So man was created out of what? According to verse 67? Land of black mud. Black mud. 
man was created out of black mud. So this man, Adam, that means we read the land of Ethiopia, the, the black face man. The reason why he has black face, because the man was create, created out of putting water with the soil, the dark soil, and you get black mud. And, and you think it changed even to this day? Go outside right now. Take your nice bucket and pour it where your grass at. Pull up that mud there and put it together and look and open your hands and tell me what it looked like. That's what Adam looked like. Black mud. A black man. He was created out of black mud. Out of black dark soil created man. And when you put the soil, the water together, you're going to get black mud. And that's what Adam was created out of black mud. And that's why it was called in verse 13, the whole land of Ethiopia means the black muddy face people. And he was Adam himself, a black man that was given order. That was given order. This black man was given order. He said, black man, he gave a name, Adam. Whatever you call, that's the end of it. You get the first and the last word, Adam. Yeah. So now we're going to find out something on the way of find out something. Now, precept that the first Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 down to verse 9. So now we're going to precept that. See, we find out something on the way of find out something. Now we're going to the 11th chapter, verse 3 down to verse 9. So, look what we're going to find out. We're going to find out that Adam was made from the dust of the ground. Then you're going to say, what dust? Going to Adam in these books on the 66th chapter, verse 7, and you find out the land of Ethiopia was the land of dark soil. So you're tying in at 13, the land of dark soil. And when you read 66, verse 8, they went down to the land of the Ethiopia, which means dark soil. Then in 67, verse 1, Adam went down and took that dark soil with the water, put it together, and made black mud. And black mud is what Adam looked like. And you think anything changed today? You go outside with a bucket and put a bucket together and dig up outside and put it in a, a bucket and put some water in it and take your hand and mash it all around. And you tell me what it's going to look like. You tell me what it's going to look like. But this black man, Adam, was getting moved and regulated by God. God and we're going to read it right now in 11, verse, verse 1. Let's go, let's go and make a little quick meal out of it. One down to nine. Let's see what he's saying. Is, let's see what Paul says 
according to 11 verse 1 down to verse 9. What do you say? Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 1 down to verse 9. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 1 reads, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Yahweh the Son. Verse 2, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things, and keep the ordinance as I delivered them to you. Verse 3, But I will have you to know that the head of every man is Yahweh the Son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the Son is Yahweh the Father. Verse 4, Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Verse 5, But every woman that prayeth or prophesies with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head. But that is even all, one as if she were shaven. Verse 6, For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shown. For if it be a shame for a woman to be shown or shaven, let her be covered. Verse 7, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image of the glory of Yahweh, but the woman is the glory of the man. Verse 8, for the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Verse 9, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Hallelujah. Okay. The woman was created for the man for what reason according to 2.18 of Genesis. So you so you, so Paul is pulling that verse to let to let the women of current to know these things. And that's what we're talking to. He was getting them in order. So what did he say the woman was created for according to verse eighteen? Again, let's see what the Bible says. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And Yahweh said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Wow. So what we're going to find out now, so we got to, that's why we got to, we got to get our tribe of Judah in order to understand this thing. If you want Yahweh to intervene, this is how he, he intervenes. He intervenes when we in order. That's simple as that. If, if we reflect him the way his creation, then we is in order if we, if we reflect him. So now when we go to number 27, you got a line? Yes, sir. What it says in number 27, verse 15, down to verse 17. Numbers 27, 15 down to verse 17. Numbers 27, 15 to 17. The book of Numbers, chapter 27, verse 15 reads, And Moses spake unto Yahweh, saying, verse 16, 
Let Yahweh, Yahweh spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. Verse 17. Which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. What, 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 what do you mean here, uh, young line in 27, 15 to 17? What that mean by, if you don't do this, you'll be, you be like a congregation having a sheep with no shepherd, if what, according to 27, 15 to 17? All right. So a man, a man got to lead. Anointed leadership, man must lead the congregation. Suppose a, woman, suppose a woman leads. What is the answer in scripture-wise if a woman leads the congregation? What is that like in verse 17? In verse 17? Okay. Verse 17. Which may go out before them, which may go in before them, which may lead them out, which may bring them in. That the congregation of Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. So if a woman leads lead the congregation of a man, it's just like what? A sheep which have no shepherd. There is right there. So this man must lead. If he don't lead, it's just like a it's like a bunch of sheep having no shepherd. Is that worrying? Hallelujah. And, and if that's the case, and if uh, sheep don't have no shepherd, then you know what's going to attack them. The wolves going to be all over the place. So the wolves will be all over the place then. <laughs> because there's no shepherd. So, so you want to make sure the man leads the way because he don't lead the way. It's just like a, a bunch of sheep somewhere. And no shepherd in a wolf body. Okay? Let's go to let's go to Acts twenty. And pick and pick it up at what? Twenty twenty eight. Let's let's see if we precept that. Let's precept that. So now when you see the woman in front of the man, it's just like sheep having no shepherd. So if the woman is in front of the man, it's like having no shepherd. So when you when you spot that, you're going to say, hmm, that relationship right there is like a sheep having no shepherd. Because it don't go to go that way. Not according to the Bible. So now in the 20th chapter, 28, right? What I want, 28? Let's mm. see what I want. In Genesis 28. See, all yeah. these things got to be in order for Yahweh to get in order. See, Yahweh is not going to intervene. Okay, what we set up, if we don't set up according to understand the role of the Bible and applying the Bible. In Genesis chapter 20, Oh, okay, Genesis 20. 
speaking at verse 28. Let's read down. Genesis okay. chapter. I mean, not Genesis, I mean Acts. Oh, yeah, Acts. Acts chapter 20, and pick up verse 20, let's read down. Let's see what we got here. We're going okay. to go and get a precept. What we're doing, we go and get a precept on what we just got to read. And what, verse, what was the last verse we just got to read? Okay, the last verse we just got to read. We've come from Numbers uh, 27, chapter. And the last verse. Now, we precept in Numbers 27. 15 to 17, we precepting that by going. He said, if the man is not leading the way, it's like a sheep having no shepherd. Good. Now, let's, let's um, then, then my question, my question, my statement was, then what happens after that? We're going to read it and book of Acts chapter 20 verse 28 what does it say the book of Acts chapter 20 verse verse 28 reads take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over which the righteous spirit which I made you oversee it to feed the temple of Yahweh which he had purchased with his own blood. Excellent read. Excellent read. 29. 29. For I know that after my departing should grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Uh, he, said, I, he said, I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves Enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Now, how do grievous wolves get among you without sparing the flock? See, when the wolves come in, see, now, you, you ever watch Animal Kingdom, and you see them wolves start zeroing in on some, on some flock, some sheep. Mm-hmm. And they be looking around and say, well, we see the meal, but we also see the shepherd and the shepherd dog. So they can't make no move as long as the mm-hmm. shepherd is on point because mm-hmm. the shepherd always come out there and have dogs to be peeping around for the wolf that he already got the banger on him. If the wolf come running down and find the dog is jumping the wolf, He's going to shoot that wolf. So the wolf know that. So the wolf, look, so the wolf will look around and he see the meal. But he says the stakes are too high because they got a shepherd there. Now, come back and read that with that understanding. Because Moses said something. See, Moses read some prophecy in Numbers 27, 15 down to verse 17 again. See, Moses, he, he said something to Yahweh. And let's see what he said again at number 27. Let me read it again. Um, going back to number 27. Back to number chapter 27. Number chapter 27. All right, I'm going to pick up at uh, verse 15. Number 27. Verse 15. 
And Moses spake unto Yahweh, saying, 16, let Yahweh, Yahweh's spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation of Israel. Mm-hmm. Verse 17, which may go out from before them, and which go, may go in, which may go in before them, which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. No. The only reason, now Moses said in 15, and Moses spake unto Yahweh, said, I mean, he told me Yahweh. He said to Yahweh, second saying, let Yahweh, oh, uh, Yahweh, you, you step up and, and give us the guidance. Yahweh. Yahweh's spirit of all flesh set a man over the congregation. If a man is not over the family, the congregation, it's just like 17. It's just like with no shepherd. Ain't that So now, see, we have to stop this thing to make sure we understand that this is what Put to Yahweh, and Yahweh allow it to be that way. He says, "Let the Yahweh, the Yahweh of spirit, of all flesh, set a man over the congregation." Okay, that the congregation of Yahweh be not as sheep with which has no shepherd. So any kind of woman in front of a man is just like a just like a sheep having no shepherd. And when the wolves look down on it, they peek. You know, they look mm-hmm. for they see the meal, but they look around and see where that shepherd at. Mm-hmm. Because they say that shepherd got that shepherd's rod and he got a bangle and now they got a bangle up under that uh, a host on and they got they shepherd dog. Well, that's a good meal down there, but the price to get that meal is going to be there. So we just got to go to my own place. So you see what it means by being in order? See, once oh, we're in well. order, Yahweh steps in. See, we got to get in order. See, when we, when we is not in order, we're going to be like a sheep having no shepherd. No uh, shepherd. Let's precept that to Ezekiel. 34, verse 30 and 31. Now the seer was on the clock. Now the seer on the clock. He got something to say. Are we all Let's see what he got to say in 34, verse 30 and 31. Ezekiel the seer. Chapter 34, verse 30 and 31. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 30. Read. Thus should they know that I, Yahweh, their Yahweh, am with them, and that they, even the family of Israel, are my people, said Yahweh. Verse 31. And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men. 
and I am your Yahweh, said Yahweh. So, the leaders of the flock of the congregation of, of Yahweh, leader of the house, is who? According to Ezekiel 34, 31. They are who? Are men. Are men. Men. Men, you got to step up to the plate Bible-wise. If you want Yahweh to intervene, we already found out how Judah must get his family in order first. They're not going to draw Benjamin. And when Benjamin draws to Judah, it's going to draw Levi. When Levi draws to Benjamin and Judah, it's going to draw Simeon. When Simeon draws Levi, Benjamin, and Judah, it's going to draw Ethan. Manasseh, the half tribe. That's how it's going to work. So now we're seeing how it works. So we got to apply this right here. And remember one thing, that EZRA chapter 2, verse 61 and 62. Because we make a lot of mistakes, especially the people that call themselves us, but it's not us. In EZRA Ezra, chapter 2, verse 61 and 62 says what? All right, the book of Ezra, chapter 2, verse 61 and 62. EZRA, chapter 2, verse 61 and 62. Ezra, chapter 2. 2 verse 61 And the children of the priests The children of Habiah The children of Kav The children of Barzillai Which took a wife of the daughters of Barzillai The Gideites The Gideadites And was called After their name Verse 62 These thought they registered among those that are reckoned by genealogy, but they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted, put from the priesthood. Now read that a little slower. Let's analyze one verse at a time. Let's analyze what you just got to read now. You got a line. We're going to analyze that EZRA, chapter 2, verse 61. We're going to analyze that. All right, the book of Ezra. Ezra, chapter 2, verse 61. Read, read the first line. Just read the okay. first line. Okay. All right. And the children of the priests. Children of the priests. So now we're talking about the leadership. The priests. This is the leadership. The priests. We're talking about the priests. We're talking about the princes, the priests. We're talking about the priests. The, the clergyman, you call it. The children of the priests. Go ahead. Okay. All right. The children of Habiah, the children of Kar, the children of Basilia, which took a wife of the daughters of Basilia. Hold on. The children of Basilia. The children of Basilia would talk. A wife, he took the wife 
of the daughter of Bazilla. He took the wife, the wife. Bazilla took the wife, the daughter of Bazilla, the Gileadite. Right? Which was called after their name. So what is he saying here? Children of Bazilla took a wife. This man took a wife. The daughter of Bazilla, the Gileadite, and was called after their name. So this priesthood priesthood had a daughter that was connected to the priesthood. So Basila, the Gileanite, was called after their name. So the woman, so when this matter is taking place. We are not that is. The wife of the daughter of Azillam, the Gileadite, and was called after their name. So she was left to be the priest. The woman was left to be the priest. The wife. But when they, those that sought their register among the wreck, the, the wrecking by genealogy, but was not found, therefore was put, therefore was they as polluted, put on the creature. What does that mean? The woman, the woman don't have a blood, don't have a, of bloodline genealogy. Hallelujah. Your wife cannot take over the priesthood. Your, the woman cannot take over the priesthood at no time. The priesthood must be in the man's son, 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 son. The wife by register wasn't found because it's no bloodline through you don't go through your the daughters don't have a bloodline of descent. The bloodline is only through the male. Oh, yeah, well. So she could not be a priest because she was the wife of the daughter of of Brazil. the name Brazil. What the name Brazil? Brazil. She uh-huh. was the wife. She was the wife. Gilead dad. She was the wife. You can't take over for. You can't take over for. Like say, you can't take over for your man. If your man is not, if he dies out, you can't take over for that. The son takes over. The male takes over. Today in a lot of Christians, the the male has to die, and his wife take over the congregation. See, that's a, that's a, that's not 
is that's polluted. That's not right. I'm not according to scripture. It cannot lead to man. You, I don't care how much time you've been in as to help me with this man, how you struggle with this man. That's only your duty. <coughs> that's your reasonable service. That's your duty to do that. And that's what we read back in read back in the book of Romans, which we're going to start closing out in that, in that verse. Now, that is your duty. But you don't take over for him. The son, if the son, if there's no son, then the brother takes over. The woman do not take over the congregation. It must be a man at that realm, or you be like sheep with no shepherd. Yeah. So the woman don't have a descent. Well, that's my husband, and that's my man. So I struggle with him all my life for the ministry. So now I'm gonna take over for him. No, he don't work like that. That's no, you. That's not correct. The woman cannot take over the priesthood if the man dies. Mm-hmm. If she got no descent by her, then the brother or the cousin, the male brother, the male cousin, somebody in that bloodline on the male side will be the next pastor. That's how it's supposed to go. Because if you don't, you're going to be found more than 62, 362 again. If you if you go into your feelings, because all the time you are put in with this man, then what he said in verse 62. Book of Ezra, chapter 2, verse 62, reads, He sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy. But they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted put from the priesthood. You see that? So you put from the priesthood because there's no genealogy. And it's like Jeremiah. They, they got Jeremiah taking two women over there in Europe. So what? And the, the bloodline is not through the woman. It's through the male. See, that's what the bloodline is through. And, and how we know that? Go to Numbers. 1, 16 through 18. So the bloodline is not through the female side. The bloodline is through the male side because you can't take over and fetch his leadership by saying, well, I've been with this man all my life, so I'm supposed to be the next pastor. No, if you ain't got no children by him that's old enough to take that position, then that man's brother or his cousin takes over male until that son of yours is up to age to take over the ministry. Because he's the next of kin, but if he's too little and he ain't, you know, old enough, then the brother takes over until he's old enough to take over for his father. 116 through 18 says what? Of Numbers. The book of Numbers, chapter 1. Verse 16 to 18, number chapter 1, verse 16 reads, These were the renown of the congregation, princes of the tribe of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Verse 17, And Moses and Aaron took these men, which are expressed by their names. 18, And they assembled all the congregation, 
together on the first day of the second month. They declare their pedigree after their family by the nation of their father, according to the number of the names were 20 years old and upward by their poles. So the next one rule you, you trace genealogy to the male sperm, the male not through the woman. The woman never put herself in that position because she was created to be a help me to that man. So the next man's in charge if that brother, if, if the next in kin was his brother, his cousin, male cousin, you're going to go by the male firm line, not the woman at all. Let's go to 1 Kings 2, verse 4. 1 Kings 2, 4. Let's see something that we can read. 1 Kings 2, verse 4. All all we got to know all this stuff in here when we saw at the school and showing exactly what the Bible said. 1 Kings 2, 4. The book of 1 Kings, chapter 2, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, that Yahweh may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, If your children take heed to their way to walk before me in truth, with all their mind and with all their soul, there shall not fail you, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Ain't that something? Who gonna be sitting up there again in your mind? A man. On the throne of Israel. So, so we read that. Go to Jeremiah 33, 17. Jeremiah 33, 17. So when we do go make our moves around, we must be according to the Bible. Because it ain't going to work. No other way. You're going to come to nothing. Jeremiah 33, 17. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 17. Read. But thus said Yahweh, David, should never want a man should never want a man to sit upon the throne of the family of Israel. And that's a, so what will be about what will be a gift of in 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 leadership role will be who? A man to sit upon the throne of the family of Israel. Now 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 the Holy Ghost will come to David and some 89, 29, if you would really say. 89, 29. 89, 29. Psalm, chapter 89, verse 29. Psalm, chapter 89, verse 29. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. His what? His seed. His his seed. seed. His seed will be there forever. See, man carry the seed. Yeah, Luke one thirty two in the closing statement of that young line. And remember tomorrow Friday class on the network is seven thirty. Tomorrow class on the network is seven thirty. What it says and Luke one thirty two in the closing statement of that young line. The book of Luke. Chapter 1, verse 32. Luke chapter 1, verse 32. 
He should be great and should be called the son of the highest. And Yahweh should give unto him the throne of his father, David. He should give to whom? Him. 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 The throne of his father, David. Not her. Him. Give me Psalm 6, 7 in the closing statement. So we got to come back to this Bible. Him got to take his right position. And who's to him? Psalm 60, verse 7 in the closing statement. Now, y'all like Psalms chapter 6, verse 7. The book of Psalms chapter 60, verse 7. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Hey, that's Judah, you got to talk, Judah. You got to implement the law. Come on, y'all line, close the statement. Back on Airways tomorrow at 730, we enjoyed the whole broadcast. No accident. WCC locked out everybody on the broadcast because he say it's our radio station. Good, good, good. Close statement, you on the clock, come on. All right, I'm going to Psalms. I'm going to Psalms. All right. Go to Psalms chapter. All right. Psalms chapter 105. Psalms chapter 105. All right. Verse 6. Psalms chapter 105, verse 6. All ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Israel, his chosen. Verse 7. He is Yahweh, our Yahweh, his judgment. Are in all the earth. Verse 8. He had remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Verse 9. Which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac. Verse 10. And conformed the same unto Israel for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. 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 They felt Moses was the figurehead of America. You might not buy into the olives and branches and everything else. It's fact. It's fact. But there's no way to deny that the majority of our laws come directly from the scriptures, right directly from Deuteronomy. And the Bible comes from Judah. That's the northern tribe. Judah, they were supposed to preserve it, and they did. There's no way to deny that the majority of our laws come directly from the scriptures, right directly from Deuteronomy. And the Bible comes from Judah. That's the northern tribe. Judah, they were supposed to preserve it, and they did. Our existence in many ways we owe our laws to them. I want you to sit down with your kids and I want you to teach them. I want you to teach them. There's no basis in our way that the majority of our laws come directly from the scriptures, right directly from Deuteronomy. And the Bible that's the Northern Tribe. Are you okay? Yeah. Let's, 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 let's.